Greetings, and welcome to the Continental Drift. I'm Andy Valver. This is a shorter-than-normal drift as I'm swamped and running, so let's get right to it. As I watch the events in Ukraine, I'm slowly starting to worry that this whole thing is going to spill over into the European Union. Putin is relentless and is killing people. Notice, I didn't say civilians, but people, without any regard. And the bombs are dropping really close to the Polish border now. And then what happens? Is Europe going to get dragged in? When does the world say enough? Are we worried about a nuclear holocaust? I doubt there are people near Putin who would let him do it. And I hope there are people near Putin who see what is going on and will take one for the team, if you get my drift. You know, if this keeps up, there's a good chance that Putin will kill more people than COVID. With all the bad news, I'm trying to find, if not funny stuff, at least uplifting stuff. We are starting to hear the first signs of discontent from the rich Russians, a complaint, if you will. Vladimir Potanin, the president and biggest shareholder of Norilsk Nickel, the world's largest producer of palladium and refined nickel, warned Putin that if Russia confiscated the assets of those companies that were shutting down there, like McDonald's and other companies from the U.S. and Europe, it would be like taking Russia back to 1917 when the Bolsheviks nationalized everything. I wonder how long Mr. Potanin will remain free and breathing. Here's one from SIPA's website. SIPA is the Center for European Policy Analysis. Apparently, Putin has ordered the house arrest of two of the heads of the Fifth Service of the FSB, Russia's main intelligence service. Colonel General Sergei Beseda and his deputy were being held after allegations of misusing operational funds, which were supposed to be used for subversive activities. That's a classic Russian charge. And for providing poor intelligence ahead of Russia's now stuttering invasion. I think they were just so afraid of Putin that they told him whatever he wanted to hear never thinking that he was actually going to go into Ukraine. And lo and behold, house arrest for now. How long will they continue to breathe is also an interesting question. And the fog of words continues. There are some positive moves happening. YouTube has blocked access to all Russian state-supported media globally. It's a way to start getting misleading stuff out of the mainstream. And Instagram has been blocked by Russia because they say it is being used to call for violence against Russian soldiers. Well, duh. There is some possibly good news coming out of the negotiations between Ukrainian and Russian officials. I think Moscow wants a way out. And for the first time, both sides are making positive noises. We shall see. But... If talks don't succeed and this continues, the problem is going to be global. Why? Food. Let's talk about food. I was chatting with my buddy Bill, who went to the London School of Economics and is a sharp cookie, and he says that millions of people depend on wheat from Ukraine, particularly in Lebanon, 
Egypt, Yemen, and a lot of other places. So what happens when those people don't get wheat? It's not going to be pretty. And right now is when Ukrainian farmers should be fertilizing the wheat. It's been dormant all winter, but now little green shoots are starting to sprout and they need to be fed, like all young growing things. But they can't get fertilizer. That's why I'm hoping that the talks between Russians and Ukrainians go well. A lot of people are either going to be okay or go hungry. What else happened this week? Ah, former German Chancellor Gerhard Schröder, who sits on the board of Russian energy giant Gazprom, said he was going to Moscow to speak to Putin. Allegedly, he walked into the meeting. Putin looked up and said, okay, who ordered the hooker? In France, right-wing, nah, right-wing is too liberal a term for this guy, ultra-right-wing nationalist Eric Zemmour, who is running for president, said out loud, in front of cameras, that Ukrainian refugees are welcome, but Arab refugees are not. Well, there goes that Arab vote. Yes, this is the guy who has been convicted of hate speech. I know. I'm shocked. And finally, in a really cool move, according to a piece in the Spanish sports newspaper Marca, anti-war activists in two houses on either side of the Russian embassy in Lisbon are projecting a blue and yellow light onto the Russian embassy. And at night, it makes the entire embassy look like the Ukrainian flag. According to the report, the Russian ambassador is apoplectic. Good. That's it for this week. Thanks for giving me some of your precious time. I'm Andy Valver, and this is The Continental Drift.